Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of Forbidden Radio. I am here with my co-host, Noah, and our guest, Seth. Yo, what's up? It's me, Seth. Yeah, Seth is one of our writers. Hi, everyone. He uh, he writes with us. He's on the team uh, that we've now apparently been dubbed the Originators. So, Yeah, we got a new name. It's yeah, Forbidden Origins, Originators, like Imagineers. <sighs> I know. I didn't, like, never thought of it like no that. The Men, like everything. Yeah. The Marvel bullpen. Yeah, I yeah. Like it. We're a six-man elite unit. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will expand soon because that's uh, been Armani and Eric's dream is that uh, this yeah. will continue to grow. Originators would also probably include artists too that yes. are working with us, not just us oh, six. Yeah. So it's seven. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Q two, I guess. So eight. And then yeah, the founders. Yeah. So that's eight ten. That's ten. <laughs> that's ten. I think Armani's girlfriend like oh, emailed so. me too when I first got recruited. So like, that's, <laughs> she so, so that's be eleven as well. That's eleven. Yeah, it's a pretty big team, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so guys, so what's coming out next week? Echoes of the old universe. Next week. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally Every not dating the podcast. I'm totally not dating the podcast by saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Book one point five of the of the old universe. Yes, sir. How are we feeling? Yeah, how are you feeling, Seth? Yeah, uh, I feel uh pretty excited. This is a be like uh the first book I've ever been publishing. I was gonna say in a long time, but I'm like I've never been published before. Like what the fuck am I talking about? But yeah, nah, this will be uh pretty rad. I got two stories in there. Everybody else has minimum two stories there are like some people out there like blat 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 blasting stories into that thing like dylan i think <laughs> yeah. like five or something oh yeah dylan was cranking them out yeah he'd be like guys i'm working on another one. Oh, seth you're working on a comic uh, for for right like we don't have to give away too much but you're working on a comic right yeah yeah it's a, a prequel comic it's uh based on my short story, the last uh, entry of the legendary Asher Kells. Mm-hmm. It'll be a prequel comic of uh, like Asher Kells, who's like this thief, like Han Solo type character. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like their origins and like uh, it'll be a nice, a decent comic to like get you into like the underworld of mm-hmm. uh, the old universe, which is a uh, which I, I'm pretty excited for because like I know a lot of like sci-fi likes to set around like big like massive events in like the sci-fi world like these books will end with the universe ending but like i think it's also uh interesting to see like the smaller side of the universe which is like kind of what both of my short stories are about mm-hmm. like i wanted to focus on like the either the underworld or like lower class people in the universe because like empire tends to be like vast and like all encompassing like it takes over every aspect of your like of every aspect of life mm-hmm. every aspect of society so it's yeah. i think it's interesting like view uh the universe from like a smaller lens you know have you always yeah, been I'm drawn really oh. sorry i'm sorry oh, <laughs> Angel, was, we keep talking like, to each other yeah i was just saying um i'm really excited for that comic because your story was one of my favorites same oh thank you thank yeah, you uh I enjoyed that one too. <laughs> I enjoyed writing that one too. Uh, but I, I think I actually had more fun writing the other one I had, which was uh, the old heart, the heart of old Skyview. Well, but you give us uh, a rundown that... on uh, your two stories. Yeah, so the first one I got in there is uh, actually a sequel to Dylan's story, uh, "Serve the Black Palace," mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that story is about uh, a soldier like a, basically a kid like joining the military the black palace and uh this is about his father uh who's like an old universe who's a baker in the old universe and like the planet miero uh it, things aren't going well because you know uh the world kind of sucks uh the whole universe kind of sucks uh people are fucking broke and shit so uh that's what i wanted to focus on in that story and uh I I enjoyed writing that one quite a bit. I think like uh I that one 
it took me like forever <laughs> to write because I, I wanted to get like every aspect of it down before I even like hit pen to paper, you know. But uh, Ashokels was like the complete opposite experience. It was like, like I was very meticulous with the the Baker story, the heart of Old Skyview. But with uh, Ashokels, it was just like a stream of consciousness. Like I'm just writing blah 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 blah. So very different writing styles for both stories. That's really cool. Get to see two different ways of writing in the same book. I think they both came out yeah. great, though. I agree. I really enjoyed yeah, uh, Asher Kills. I actually really want to see that comic now. Read that yeah. comic now, because that character, like you said, is very Han Solo. Well, I'm working on uh, that with Kareem, who's one of the artists, and uh, he already sketched the first issue. Yeah. So Ooh. that one's pretty close to being completed like i already like tonight actually i just finished storyboarding the second issue and i sent that wow. over to him so we are we're uh steadily working through that thing so uh we are planning i don't know how i i don't know they didn't restrict me on anything so <laughs> uh <laughs> you see i kind of want this to be like a six issue like storyline uh, that way, like six individual issues, they can all be combined into like a, one volume, mm -hmm. basically one complete storyline. So I think uh, that's where these six issues are going to go. Uh, I also wanted like this, like it's not titled Asher Kells, so I kind of want it to also kind of be anthology that like any of us could write in. You know, like if they have a story about the underworld, they can like jump in and do like their own storylines or whatever. Like, uh, and I think that's kind of fitting for something like Forbidden Origins, which is from the ground up built with collaboration in mind. Yeah. Like it started with two people, not just one people, one person. So mm -hmm. like, uh, I feel like this whole universe and like this whole project that we're all a part of uh, does really well with collaboration, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that that's, that's the vibe that I've always gotten from Forbidden Origins. And so... Did you discover Forbidden Origins on TikTok? Yeah, I think most of us did, right? Yeah, like, we, I, think, we saw I think we pretty much video. all did. <laughs> the one video I saw is like, Armani, like, thirst post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he, he was looking, like, all pouty towards the camera. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, guess what? Just me and a friend made a universe. Yeah. Uh -huh. like, oh. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, because uh, that, that'll be something I'll do, like, every once in a while. Like, I used to, I used to, like, write professionally for, like, marketing, and then, like, I kind of just fell out of writing. Mm -hmm. But then, like, uh, once a year, I'll, like, get the urge to, like, get back into, like, artful, like, writing again. So, like, mm -hmm. I'll scour websites, see, like, what small projects people have cooking. And, like, uh, for the most part, like, none of them really pan out that well. Like everybody is like super excited, like oh we want to do this thing, we want to do this thing, uh, and then like I start doing it, but then like things just take forever, like nobody's really uh, organized or anything, and then like nothing happens of it. So, but so this is like very interesting. Like I did that on a whim last year, and uh, within six months a book is coming out, which is insane. <laughs> Yeah, I was honestly really... like we all met each other yeah. six months ago, and then we wrote a whole fucking book, <laughs> right? Yeah, everything happened so fast, but I think that's the best way for it to go because otherwise, like you said, it would have just kept getting delayed. Maybe people would have dropped out, which some people did. Yes, which, which that that's like that's going to happen because uh, yeah. you know some people like lives get in the way. Like uh, last these these past few years have been hard on everybody. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So like. No doubt, like some people are just not going to be able to be a part of this, you know, just because like life kind of sucks sometimes. So, what would you say really influenced your writing growing up? Ooh, uh, probably comic books and video games. Mm -hmm. uh, Metal Gear Solid is a big uh, fucking influence for me. I can see that. Like Kojima in general. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing, like I think my first comic I got was Spider-Man 2000. That was the name of the comic. Mm -hmm. And it was just a regular Spider-Man issue. They just put 2000 on it. 
because it was getting close to the year 2000. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember shit about that comic, but, like, I was <laughs> looking through it, I'm like, yo, this shit's fucking rad, bro. <laughs> like, like all the, like, Spider-Man's getting punched by an assassin or something. And so I think, like, I don't know, just a bunch of comics and video games, I would say. Uh, it's, like, I dropped out of comics for a while. Like, when I was getting a bit older, like, I was entering middle school, and I'm like, uh, comics are for little boys. <laughs> I don't want none of that. And then, like, a few years later, like, picking up a copy of Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, the fucking Sandman sick. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, probably Neil Gaiman's, uh, I would say, an inspiration as well. Like Neil Gaiman is great. Writing. Yeah, yeah fan, so you're like, more of a Sandman, my favorite comic. You're more of a comic guy rather than a book guy, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I went to school, uh, for writing, I guess. So, like, I there was oh. a period where I was reading seven novels a week. Mm. Wow. But <laughs> yeah, it was like seven novels a week for like two years That's straight. Crazy. And so, like, I, I've read a lot of books, and uh, yeah. But I, I do tend to prefer comic books over normal, mostly like fiction. Like I don't like reading fiction that much, like in novel form. But I will read nonfiction in like oh, that okay. format, which yeah, I find exactly. more fascinating. Like, uh, yeah. So like I, you know, you you kind of like pull from a, a bit of everything. Of course, yeah. Because uh, you don't want to like limit your artistic ability. So like I've also gone to school for like playwriting and screenwriting like i've taken classes for all that as well so that's really cool i did not know that about you no yeah <clears throat> so why six ep- why six episodes why six uh issues like it's basically giving me many it's giving me um mini series vibes the comic that you're working on uh well typically like a volume will be the somewhere between five and six issues mm-hmm. and like when i was working on like the story i was thinking of like certain story beats mm-hmm. that i wanted and i was thinking like okay which beats would be enough to fill a comic and mm-hmm. which beats would be like just parts of a story mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so like uh i was like working through the comic and i'm like thinking okay uh this beat would make sense here and this beat would here and in order to tell like that full story it would probably have to be six issues ish so like i started from like how long not from how long the story is but like from how uh, much story there is in this little arc and going like okay that can be six issues okay yeah kids so i'm working on a comic right now for um of course for forbidden origins and it's going to be like a single, it's going to be a one shot. It's going to be uh, eight pages. It's going to be about the Voyax, the super soldiers that we've talked about. And uh, yeah, I was like thinking too. You said like, eight pages or 80? Eight. I'm, I'm shooting for like an oh, eight wow. page one shot, something like short and sweet. Um, Damn. That but, could be tough. Yeah, I know. I, 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 might, got it I might have to expand it. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to expand it given what uh, uh, the, the plot of what I'm looking at right now. Um, but I was thinking for the future, right? Because for everyone here is, I think is going to try and publish at least some personal stories through forbidden origins, at least like once. Um, so I was thinking of the future because I want my content to be basically comics and yeah, the way I want to do it, I don't want to do like a monthly series or like a weekly, a weekly uh, run. I want to do like basically graphic novels as each like release, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and that makes sense because like there, there, there are uh, comic book publishers that do that. Like I think Boom, mm-hmm. Dark Horse, like they just put out straight up volumes instead. Like even the big two, mm-hmm. they'll let, they'll like go like here's a the Vision book that's like a fucking volume. Yes, and I was wondering like what you thought of that of like putting out a full volume rather than doing like a monthly run or like a weekly run. I think it depends on the story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for like Asher Kells, like I could if I wanted to make that a weekly thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I, it's also like a, just a manpower thing. Like mm-hmm. right now, like you said, there's like eleven of us originators. Mm-hmm. There's like one artist basically. Yes. Right? Yes. 
Yeah, so like I don't want to kill Kareem. Same. <laughs> Basically. I've talked so, like, to I... I've talked to Eric and Armani about it, and they're like, well, he seems very receptive to doing all kinds of work because that's what he went to school for and what he like what he wants to do. But like in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, but I know how artists like it's time consuming. It's like it is work. It's it's hard work. My dad's an artist. Like sometimes making one like picture can take a while because like you know if you're doing it traditionally, your your hand gets sore, and even if you're doing it on like screen, like you're staring at a screen for a while. You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. is tiring. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and like Kareem work can't work like really quickly. Like Kareem can pump that, <laughs> that yeah. shit out. Like uh, we have weekly meetings, and you're like, "Here's ten pages. Here's ten pages." Like, oh, okay. Wow. But like, uh, it's still if there's like four of us that want to do comics, then we have to keep going to Kareem. Like mm-hmm. he is just going to die. So like, I, I want to, I'm gonna do my six, and then like work on another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh after that and maybe we'll have more artists by then maybe it'll still be kareem mm-hmm. it kind of depends so right now it's like playing it by ear i would yeah. say so it would probably be better right now to do it by volume yeah. or at least like a mini series mm-hmm. rather than like a weekly thing just because of the manpower we have i know that's that's what i was trying to take into account you know yeah. that's also why i think you know, oh good go ahead angel speaking of manpower and artists if you are an artist or even a writer and you're interested in working with us, you know, becoming part of the team, go to the Forbidden Origins website. Uh, I think you can find their email on there. Mm-hmm. Hit them up. Send a, send over a portfolio or something. We'll check it out. Yeah, they're constantly looking. So, like, uh, they're not, like, actively, like, posting videos, like, when we found it. But I think they're open to pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah. We're, look- we're looking for a little aggressive expansion, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Keep in mind, we're not profitable right now so if this is mainly yeah. <laughs> it's it's for the love of the game <laughs> yeah it's more of a passion project than yeah. Anything. yeah um to be fair they, they do pay their artists i'm not sure what the rate is but like yes. they are paying kareem yes right right now which that makes more sense considering mm-hmm. uh the time it takes to write versus the time it takes to draw exactly yeah. and the it, skill i guess involved I'm I'm not gonna get into into a drawing versus writing skill argument because I feel like they're both on par, but like I understand where where you're coming from. (laughs) Yeah, I mean like they're just different. It takes different things. Basically, yeah, yeah. Seth, where do you see yourself going with Forbidden Origins? Uh, there is one other story. There's at least one other story I really want to tell, which is like. You've probably seen me talk about it in the chat, like the racing thing, which yes. we'll touch on the AI yeah. and like uh, Miero's like history and like the history of Itaran colonialization. Like, I do want to tell that story, and I'm thinking of like that maybe the end of this year, beginning of next. Uh, I I joined up like when they were like looking for writers to like send us a thing, so I sent them like an issue of a comic I did. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to go back to that uh, comic, and uh, I think it would be cool to do it through Forbidden Origins. Uh, there's also, I was talking to Armani about this, and, like, you know how we wrote Echoes in, like, six months? Yeah. Like, he's going to do another Echoes after the second book comes out. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have a lot more time to work on that book. Yeah. And so I think that'll that'll be fun to do, too. I had an idea. I want to run it by you to see what you guys think. Shoot it our way. I was thinking about approaching Eric. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna hear this once they listen to the podcast. But so, but whatever. Yeah. Basically, um, I want to approach them about maybe all of us working on another compilation book that's not Echoes, where it's basically like an, a writing sample of our per, of like our personal stories. It doesn't it doesn't have to be something that we've had in the bank for a while. It could just be something we make up on the spot for the book. But like putting out like an anthology mm. book basically different mm. universes different different um genres you know what i'm saying yeah yeah I you know what really it's cool. cool like i uh like i go to comic book shops every once in a while and mm. like on free comic book day mm-hmm. like all, all the publishers will basically do that yeah they'll like have a comic you can buy and that's like one issue from like each comic they're running yeah that's really cool so like it'll be a volume of that so i think that'll be a cool idea of like we're having 
It's like, hey, he check out all these people's like samples. Essentially. Yeah, it's like a showcase. Yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. Pretty and I like cool. uh, anthologies stuff like uh, Love, Death, Robots, yeah, Black Mirror, that type of stuff. That's what I was thinking, but yeah. in like book format, basically. Yeah, I think that could really work. Yeah, that'd be rad. I'd be down for that. What uh, Star Wars oh, does that too. So like, yeah, that'd be. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, visions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, visions, but also like their short story collections and stuff like that. That's true. Um, Seth, like, do you want to drop any little hints on what that comic you want to continue with Forbidden Origins would be? Would be about? So I do have the first issue out on a. Uh... Webtoons, I think. Yeah, webtoons. Uh, so it's about this woman, like uh, her name's Trish. Uh, her husband gets murdered by demons. Uh, when that happens, she like makes a deal with like a a demon to like basically get super strong and uh, kick demon ass. So uh, it's kind of like based on not based on. It's like inspired by like Devil May Cry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, also a little bit of John Constantine in there as well. So it's like, I, I, I'm interested in going back to that. Like I've decided to rewrite that first issue. Uh, it, it would be cool to like have that added to like the superhero universe that I think is going to happen post old universe stuff. Maybe don't quote me on that. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, uh, that's the plan. Yeah. So like, I think that would be cool to have her be like the John Constantine of that universe, essentially. I like that. Yeah. And where could we find this? You said on Webtoons? What is it called? On Webtoons. It's called Violet Eyes. I think oh, that, yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to restructure it from the... Yeah, I think I'm going to restructure that from the ground up, maybe change the title. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, some stuff happened uh, behind the scenes on that one, so like I kind of just want to rebuild it. Mm. <laughs> from the ground up. Yeah. I'm sure you have like different like ideas to redo things over, right? Stuff like that too. Yeah, for sure. Clean slate. <laughs> I think everybody does. Like after something comes out, they're like, "Oh man, I could have completely done <laughs> something yeah, else there." That but... hindsight, where it's like, "Oh, I wish I had done this instead." Mm. That's why I like certain adaptions. For instance, like uh, The Walking Dead. I forgot the guy who wrote it, but he he was able to use the TV show to like change up things that he did in the comic. Yeah, yeah, he's the uh, Kirkman. He's Kirkman, doing the same yeah. with Invincible. Like exactly. Invincible's kind of doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I told Angel that Invincible gave me hope for like superhero stories outside of Marvel and DC to get big. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like, uh, they have like superhero universe aside from the big two like they have the problem of like feeling like knockoffs yeah mm-hmm. so it's like oh that's just batman oh that's just superman oh that's just spider-man <laughs> yeah but uh if it kind of gets away with it i think because of the tone of that comic as well yeah, yeah. it definitely helps yeah it does. like the boys they they have that problem too but they also get away with it because once again like you said the tone you know what i'm saying yeah and that's like yeah. straight up just a parody Mm-hmm. of a yeah that's true just making fun of it started as dc but now like the mcu but like it, it's straight up just like a fuck you to the, those so yeah. that's how that gets in there and like so it, the comparisons are like welcome to like yeah i'm superman and fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah no i think it'd be really cool if we were able to do our own superhero universe feel like there's a lot we could do play around with it I know I'm not going to, like I said, you know, because this is the this is probably going to be like five years down the line that it's going to yeah, have yeah. something to do with like how the old universe turns out. Um, But I am anxious to see how that's going to go because I think like my superhero universe is basically going to run concurrent with that one. And I know that there are plans to do like little crossovers with that. Um, um, yeah. And honestly, I was curious, Seth, like who are there any writers here that you want to work with? in the future, like on like collab one-on-one with on like a project. I feel like it'd be fun to just do that with everybody. (laughs) That's just kind of like a, you're like, okay, we got one with this guy and I'll do another one with this guy. and I'll do another. So I I feel like that'd be a fun way. Like, I guess I kind of did that with Dylan because I, I wouldn't have had my uh, 
Skyview story without his story. But like, yeah, I think the point is that eventually we'll probably end up crossing paths on something, right? Yeah, right. That's kind of the whole point of Forbidden Origins is collaborations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially as the universe grows and like, uh, I do mention Dylan a lot, and that's because like I guess a lot of our ideas come from like similar places. Because like, uh, when Armani asked me to describe like the underworld, Dylan like took a lot of those aspects and put it into like his own story. And oh, so like okay. I guess we're we're already like taken and giving and taken from each other. So yeah, I, don't know. I think that's really yeah. cool. I like that dynamic between you guys' stories. I know we're already referencing each other in stories that we're writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Armani's like the most excited because he's like, I'm just going to put this in like book three. And I'm going to put this in like yeah. book four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, Armani's the lore guy. Yeah. He's a, he's like a kid in a candy shop. He's like, yeah. he, he just wants more and more and more. <laughs> I get it. it he just, I, <laughs> I, it's like, I, I get it because he, like he worked on this. He created this when he was like 12 or something yeah. and then now people are expanding on it and he's like really digging how we're expanding on it so like i think i would feel the same thing too if you guys worked on like my superhero story and we're doing expansions you know so yeah you're right this is like his life stream yeah it's like a rad because like it feels like you know how awesome it would be if like people did like fan works of our, our of the works we make yeah <laughs> like you know how sick that would be I think that'll happen. Like you just like scrolling Twitter and then you see like your character like on Twitter and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cool. I think that's one of my biggest like um, hopes for just any of my works is like to for it to get to the point where people like it so much that there's like fan arts or like fan fictions and stuff. What kind yeah. of rule, rule 34 art is that? <laughs> okay, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how you know you that's how you know we made it. <laughs> I guess yeah. Blender porno. All fathers now the all daddy. <laughs> oh my god! All father blender porn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all daddy. The all daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! I can't wait to see that. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I bet Armani will make it first. So. Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, something I, tells yeah. me he already has. Yeah, there's already some there's something out there on his computer. <laughs> Eric's like, please stop. You gotta stop. <laughs> and Armani's just sitting there, his eyes all like like red and bloodshot, like never. Up <laughs> <laughs> all night, just working on it. Seth, what are your fears with Echoes? Like, what's your fear? Like, is it people not liking your story, like specifically stories? I'm not. I'm not really that terrified of that because like. Again, like I went to school for writing. Yeah. And one of the things you have to do is you have to submit your stories to everybody in the class. Yeah. And then you have to sit there and not say anything as they critique it. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that week after week after week. So like mm-hmm. after doing that, like I don't really share that. Yeah, I'm sure you get desensitized to it. Yeah, it's like okay, you don't like my story. I don't give a fuck. I don't know who you are. Yeah, I took a few writing classes. You have and, something uh... good to say. In college, and yeah, we've had, I've I've had that done to me too. And it's like, yeah, you know what, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like you, your your really? skin gets hard. Yeah, see, I've never done anything like that. This is the first time that anyone's gonna be reading my writing, so it's pretty scary. Well, you're gonna experience yeah, it. Can it can be scary, but like, I'm gonna write I'm one. Sorry? I'm gonna write a negative review about your story, Angel. Just to, <laughs> just to, just keep you grounded. Toughen me up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna your username's gonna be Angel's mom. <laughs> hey, yo, this shit this shit sucks, bro. You're like, why'd I make you? Ugh. <laughs> oh, Get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> you're one to talk. Good job. Get out of my house. <laughs> okay. All right, we're getting too real, guys. We're getting too real. <laughs> no, yeah, I've never wow. taken any sort of writing classes. The closest thing is just watching uh, Brandon Sanderson's lectures on YouTube. You'll get a lot of that there. You don't know who Brandon Sanderson is? No. Really? He's a big fantasy writer. Huge fantasy writer. Let me look him up. What has he written that I would have heard of? Uh, Stormlight Archive, Mistborn. 
Oh, that sounds like that a bunch of one. bunch of YA crap. Let me see. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like straight up fantasy. <laughs> Brandon. There is like YA versions. Because I used to work at Barnes and Noble, and I would see it in both sections. And I'd be like, "What's going on yeah. there?" What was that like yeah, working at Barnes and Nobles? Uh interesting, especially in New York. <laughs> uh, there's like been authors that like walk in. And we're like, oh, that's she's like, hey, uh, you guys have my book? And we're like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll sign it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I wasn't here for this, but my old boss said that like Patrick Stewart walked in once. Holy shit! To like oh, buy something, and like he, he's like, this is the only time I ever freaked out in my life. Like I've never, <laughs> like I don't give a shit about other people, but I saw Patrick Stewart, and I'm like, oh, it's fucking Picard. Uh, I fucking met Tim Robbins. <laughs> there too. He was like buying like Scrabble, <laughs> and it was like pocket Scrabble. I'm like, what does Tim Robbins <laughs> need with pocket Scrabble at 7:30 at night? <laughs> like we're closing in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> He's um trying to get that booty call, man. You know, saying so you got <laughs> have something to do after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing I don't the know. booty call just to play Scrabble, really. Yeah, I'm looking at this guy's work. I've never. Oh, wait. Oh, no, he finished The Wheel of Time. Yeah, he finished The Wheel of Time. He didn't write the whole thing. I was going to say, hey, Vinny, I've heard of this. <laughs> Speaking of The Wheel of Time, I want to get into it. Have you guys read it? I've read the first book, and I really liked it, but I haven't I've read into the second book yet. I've read her. I've read Ursula K. Gwynn, but I have not read those books. Yeah, I heard it's a commitment. Yeah, there's like, I think, 16 books or something like that. Jesus wept. There Most is a lot. Most fantasy books are a commitment now. <laughs> yeah. The eye of the world. Like every fucking fantasy book that comes out, it's like, this is one of 12, one of 12 planned books. And you're like, how? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like 12 books in the first series. And then there's a sequel series. And there's four spinoffs. And yeah. spinoffs to those spinoffs. And then there's a graphic novel series. And then a prequel TV yeah. show. Oh, yeah. And we have the soundtrack coming out, too. <laughs> and follow the TikTok. <laughs> Only on vinyl. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Speaking of fantasy, um, what's with? Okay, have you noticed that? And Seth, you probably know, you might have noticed this. The working at Barnes and Nobles, a lot of covers fucking suck for these books. Yes, I hate like yeah, a lot of fantasy art covers. Yeah, a lot of that's just because like they want you to look at a book and understand the genre. Like, real quick. Like, that's all, all they care about. They don't really care about what's going on in the book. Oh, yeah. They don't really care about any other themes or anything. They're just like, if you look at this cover and it's, like, brown, you're like, okay, that's fantasy. <laughs> so I'm going to grab fantasy. Uh, you see this a lot in romance. Like, you see, like, mm. just look at any romance cover. Mm -hmm. And you're yeah. like, okay, I know what type of romance that one is. That one is, like, the straight up, I'm, like, gangbangs all over the place romance. Yeah. Fabio on the this cover. is like the yeah this is like oh I have this feeling for this boy but I don't know if he likes me type of romance mm -hmm. like they're all just meant to like so you can quickly look at them and go okay I know what that is toss it in my bag but yeah. like if you look at what Q did for the first old universe book that that cover is clean it's slick and it's intriguing but then you look at stuff from other science fiction and fantasy books and i'm just like this looks like just dog shit i'm pretty sure i've i've overlooked a lot of good books just because of the cover actually yeah i feel yeah. like anything that has like real people or if it's like if it has a movie adaptation and it has like the actors or it says like netflix on it i'm just like i'm not interested anymore oh uh, movies and video games are the worst with that yeah. like mm -hmm. looking at modern movie posters like modern like video game covers mm -hmm. fucking terrible oh yeah it's all Every like here's a here's just out. a picture of the white main character on, yeah. on the front <laughs> and you're like okay that's it yeah they're very boring oh. now it's just uh especially for movies there's just like oh here's our three biggest actors that are in this movie and it's just they weren't in the same room but we'll with them yeah. next to each other like took a picture but like they've never even talked to each other apparently exactly. <laughs> if you look at that fucking poster yeah i like our i like the old universe book cover because it's very evocative of like game of thrones lord of the rings star wars dune yeah 
Yeah, and I think that's the benefit of like something smaller, like a Forbidden Origins. Echoes is nice too. Like whereas if Penguin published it, it might look different, you know. Yeah, yeah and they tend to use a lot of three D models on their covers too. Have you guys noticed that? Uh, really? Forbidden Origins? No, 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 no. Like a lot of fantasy and sci fi books, they use like these weird three. Like I think Tor does this. They use like three D models. Tor. Mm. Book covers. Yeah, let me look this up because I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I'm getting it. I think I see that more with sci-fi. Than there you go. Fantasy. It's more more of a sci-fi thing. Yeah. Like the publisher. It's just. It's. I. I don't know. It's just. It irks me. It's a really dumb irk. Because I've been. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I was just going to say, I've been seeing some uh, controversies with some books using, like, uh, AI art covers. Oh, I've seen that, too. Yeah. And that honestly, would make sense. Like, I, I doubt. agree, because yeah. it's not only, like, you know, AI art sucks and it's bad for artists and stuff, but it's also just ugly. <laughs> it just doesn't look good half the time. Yeah, AI doesn't, like, understand things. Like, it yeah. can just spit out what you think you would like based on what you type into it, but it doesn't quite understand what you want. Uh, yeah, the only time I've used AI was to get some, like, references down for artists to, like, draw my characters. That's about it. Like, I can't I can't see using it for, like, a full comic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's... Yeah, that's, like, one of the to... only... Yeah, that's like one of the only benefits I hear from other artists is like, yeah, sometimes I use it for reference, but yeah, <laughs> like everything else is kind of like whatever. Yeah, when Armani drew uh, my character Volt, the pictures I sent him were all like AI generated reference art, and then he just basically picking yeah, picking pick but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah, you could tell like the hands are messed up, <laughs> elements of the face, um. But basically, he he pick and choose and chose like what he thought looked cool from like the suit designs and stuff like that, and then you you guys saw it, so yeah, yeah, it can be helpful from like that angle. But if it's like you're trying to pitch it as the end product, like people can tell. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people will know. Uh, Sora sounds fucking terrifying. Oh, I know, <laughs> dude. Have you have seen you heard those videos about on that shit? Oh yes, I've seen oh, that. Oh my god, that yes. shit's gonna be so bad. <laughs> Like the amount of like protesters gonna get arrested for shit like that, like yeah, all the revenge porn like people are gonna make. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! I didn't even <laughs> thought about that. It's gonna be so scary. I wonder if any wars are gonna start because of it, dude. Actually, I guarantee a big possibility. Yeah, it's actually scary how rapidly AI is progressing. Skynet's coming. Yeah, it's like one of those Jurassic Park things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jurassic Park, you know they're trying—they're trying to um, bring back the mammoths. Oh, I heard about this in real life. About that. Yeah, something yeah, to do with life. with it helping the climate, which I can kind of see it. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> That's probably the only uh, like, like good clone thing we can bring back that won't like immediately murder us all. Yeah. Yeah, because like even I don't know, like that always bothered me about the Jurassic Park premise. And, like, as an adult, I'm like, oh, no, I get it now. But, like, back then, I'm like, we have zoos. Why would... <laughs> we have zoos. <laughs> so, like, why would Jurassic Park be a problem? We have zoos. Like... <laughs> so, no, I don't see a problem with bringing back a mammoth. Do you know how, like, cloning is done, though? Like, people clone animals? No, do you? It's fucking... Probably... It's pretty disgusting. So, like... People will like clone other animals, like dogs or something. And they're like, I want the perfect dog. So, like, they'll impregnate like a dog with like the cloning materials. So that dog will give birth. Mm. And, like, if it's fucked up, they'll just kill it and try again. So, so like, it's fucking. It's nasty. It's disgusting, kind of. Yeah. I've heard about uh, people so like. I wonder what that dogs... process is going to be. Probably has something to do with elephants. Yeah. yeah. So, like, are they just going to keep killing. The pseudo mammoths until they oh. get the mammoth. Like, is that yeah, what's maybe? They're gonna 3D print the mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're gonna bake it in the oven. Uh, You're gonna hear oh, the ding. Get <laughs> <laughs> like one of those easy bake ovens. So like, yeah, just toss a fucking mammoth in there, bro. 
Kitty. I wonder if we're going to have human cloning, Kevin. I feel like it's inevitable. Human. Do you think that might be like a rights Most violation? technology is now, right? Uh, a lot of people don't care about human rights, you know that. That's true. Yeah. If it doesn't immediately affect you, then like, why give yeah, a shit? Exactly. I feel like it's Elon Musk already gun, put a right? chip in somebody's brain, right? Oh my god, dude! Yeah, I saw that. Stuff. I saw that, and someone wrote. Um, they retweeted it, and like, this is the 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 uh, the notes you find in the in like a Resident Evil Four level. Like the way he wrote it out, it's yeah, like oh, like the origin. Yeah, I'm like oh my god, Elon Musk is such an idiot. <sighs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I just thought we like, was saying that like someone, the person with it, was able to like control like a computer mouse or something with just their brain. That is pretty sick, though. That is pretty cool, but it's kind of creepy. It is. Yeah, that's pretty good for like. Disabled people, but I know that in our society it will not be used for that. Yeah, it'll <laughs> like, be used for the worst possible things. Because I am all the way into transhumanism. I'm like, yeah, give me a fucking robot arm. But you know, if like I get a robot arm, uh, then I'm gonna have to have I'm I'll get a manual labor job, and then that job will be like you have to have a robot arm, and I'm like, okay, I got a robot arm, and it's like you got to have the robot arm deluxe. <laughs> if you don't have that, we'll fire you. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I don't have robot arm deluxe. I can't afford robot arm deluxe. You're giving me 10 cents an hour. And so it's just going to be... Yeah, we can't, like, live in a world where, like, any of this technology is beneficial, <laughs> which is right. what, like, AI could do a lot of good things. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to mention uh, that. Like... But not right now. <laughs> nope. Only they... being used to take artists out of work. They got to regulate it because I know the only... It was basically running amok until the Super Bowl. When did you guys see what happened with Taylor Swift? Uh oh yeah. yeah. All the AI porn that was made of her and like she threw a hissy fit, which I mean, yeah, I get it. Like I would be pissed too. Yeah. I can guarantee you now she has to have talked to somebody in the government. I feel like they have to like start regulating it now. You know? Oh yeah. She definitely has like that. I think they... Yeah, like I think they were like actively talking about it once that happened to her. Like they were posting like videos and stuff like that like we can't allow this to happen and like yeah. they shouldn't but it's been going on for years and you didn't say shit about it until a billionaire got it <laughs> exactly. exactly but that's the, that's what it takes sadly enough yeah yep <sighs> man uh, disgusting i was promised um really cool cyberpunk shit when i was like 10 after watching the matrix and stuff like that so I, i'm kind of like sad we don't have that <laughs> right but at the same we're time, we're getting the worst parts of it. Yeah, we're getting the worst <laughs> timeline in regards to that. We are in a the cyberpunk dystopia. Timeline. Yeah, it's like we're getting all the bad stuff and none of the cool stuff. I do feel like that'd be a very intense, disgusting world, though, given what we've seen from like cyberpunk and Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely glorified yeah, and like, romanticized. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's all like very per capitalist, though. So, like, maybe if we get rid of that capitalist part, then maybe it's something. Yeah. <laughs> the same. Yeah, I agree with Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> Burn it all down. Taking too much from us. These damn corpos. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Eric. They killed my you dog. Our <laughs> corpo overlords. <laughs> We're starting a revolution. Oy, oy, oy. Okay, sorry, we're gonna unionize. Yeah, we're gonna overthrow. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Norma. <laughs> nah. You should probably be down for that, honestly. Wait, you're not supposed to be revolting with us. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fuck me. Like, what? what? <laughs> All Zaddy, what are you doing here? <laughs> Thanks. Okay, alright, so. Question. Madam Web. Okay. Anybody watch it? No. Oh, no, I've been seeing clips on TikTok, but I haven't watched the whole thing. I watched it It's on a Facebook. movie with the worst two Spider-Man characters. Why would anybody watch it? <laughs> oh, there's and two reasons why. Only... Well, why? Well, it's one person, but two reasons why. Sydney Sweeney. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, that's her. 
That's a girl in it. No, <laughs> no, so I watched it on Facebook. I'm a part of a Facebook group that like basically illegally streams it, I guess, like movies. And uh, okay. And uh I watched it cuz I didn't want to give it any money. I'm like, yeah, this is this is terrible. Who greenlit this shit? <laughs> it's so bad, bro. It's actually as bad as people Who's are saying. Who is it for? Uh the investors. <laughs> the, the investors uh the corpos yeah that's another reason why we gotta kill them all anyways um no yeah, oh, I dude watched. did you see the fucking batman beyond shit yes i saw that oh i did see that oh how fucking ter- fucking shit dude <laughs> i think we're gonna get that i i fully believe we're gonna either get that or a live action movie or tv show from james gunn batman beyond yeah probably. we have to Batman Beyond, um, I, I had an idea for Batman Beyond, and it was basically like <laughs> Kristen Stewart was going to be <laughs> Terry McGinnis. Uh, wait, wait, Twilight That was, my, that was my thing. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know who would be really cool, Terry McGinnis? Fucking Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Why? Wait, hold on. What's the Where's the logic with this coming right. from? Yeah, please explain. Yeah. Have you seen, like, her post-Twilight? Yeah. Both her and... Uh, fucking Robat, Bat and Bat, Robert <sighs> Pattinson. Yeah, like both of them are like fantastic actors, and like both of them like kind of, I feel like they can survive in like that Tim Burton esque, like Gotham, like world. Mm-hmm. And like the idea would be, all right, well she works in a Tim Burton type world. Uh, Batman eighty nine, he would be old Bruce. And then she would just basically be Terry. That was my thought process. <laughs> that was my entire thought process. Oh, so you really want to oh. piss off the internet then? <laughs> yeah, I don't really care about them. Same. I, my whole thing was like, I just want to see her in that suit. <laughs> like, kick ass. <laughs> that was my whole thing. <laughs> like, a queer icon, Kristen Stewart. Speaking speaking of the suit. Be... Now, I could kind of see it. Speaking of the suit, do you would, would you guys want like a skin tight thing like the the TV show like the cartoon, or something kind of more tactical? Nah, skin tight. Uh, yeah, I think it, the be. skin tight is like iconic, you know. Because I don't know, I, I the 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 one design that really grew on me that I really really like now is the one from um, Arkham Knight. The Batman Beyond suit. Oh, that he, one. Like, oh, that one actually looks pretty cool. Or he's like fucking bulky because it's Arkham Batman. Yeah, but if you look at the actual suit design, it looks really nice. Have you seen it, Seth? It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love those games. Those games yeah. are fantastic. I'd want something like that. Wait, so you'd want Michael Keaton to be um, Old Man Batman? Yeah, he'd be... Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But then, like, yeah, the Flash fucking Flash ruined that shit, so, like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see him doing that. I can oh. see them doing that. It's a different universe. Yeah, Actually, I'm not yeah, sure if they will, though. No, James they... Gunn has said that he wants to do a lot of like Elseworld stuff, where it's mm-hmm. like not connected to all the other ones. So maybe. Yeah, Michael Keaton's kind of down for anything if you give him like a bag of cash. So <laughs> I feel like he would go back to doing it. He showed up in Morbius. So he I showed up in, right. in the Flash. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so now that we're on DC talk, what are what are your guys' hopes for James Gunn's DC universe? At this point, I'll take anything. <laughs> DC has been so lackluster these past like what ten years. Hey man, Man of Steel was yeah. good. <laughs> That's I want superheroes to save people. <laughs> and I, I feel want... like most superhero media doesn't have superheroes saving people. Honestly, you know, like, so I I want to see Superman like run around and like saving cats out of trees and like, uh, picking like helping a grandma go across the street. Like I want shit like that. I think we're gonna get that with James Gunn. He kind of understands that. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to see Robin, but Dick Grayson Robin, not Damian Wayne. I know that's the one Uh, thing that kind of they need to. Yeah. What's that? They need to do a Nightwing, because, like, yeah. the amount of people that thirst over Nightwing, <laughs> they're, like, losing money every day by not, like, right? <laughs> making a Nightwing movie. 
<laughs> such an easy cash grab. I saw this uh, YouTube video where this guy like uh, wrote basically like a fan movie of Nightwing. And it was actually really cool. So now I really hope they do a Nightwing movie. They should. He's like the most popular like sidekick. <laughs> like in, Exactly. Or like sidekick turned hero. So. You know what I'm hoping for? Um, the Batman sequel. Maybe it doesn't have to be in, in like the sequel sequel, but I'm hoping that the um, the Court of Owls show show up because I feel like Robert Pattinson's Batman would be a really good foil oh, yeah. to them. I feel like they work in his universe. Yeah, yeah, especially with the themes of that first movie about the rich and stuff like that. Like, yeah, underground secret society made of rich people like controlling Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way they definitely don't works for like something them. as gritty as that. Yeah. I hope they do. He, he even he said that he wants to do that. So I hope they they take that into account. Oh, then probably yeah. Did they already say what the second one was going to be about? I can't remember. I don't think so. I feel mm-hmm. like they started casting villains, but I can't remember who they casted. I know that um, Dave Bautista wants to play Bane, not in that series, but in whatever James Gunn's going to be doing with the DCU. Ooh, I know that much. That would actually be cool. Uh. Drax as Bane. I can see it. He's big enough. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. And he, he definitely wants to like work with James Gunn somewhere. Oh, yeah. And he clearly does good in superhero movies. I think most of the Guardians are going to show up in the DCU. You think so? Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Probably. Yeah, aside from like Chris Pratt. like uh, yeah. He'd be a good Booster Gold. Maybe even Chris Pratt. <gasps> Chris Pratt's Booster Gold is actually genius. Yeah, he'd be a very good Booster Gold. That is pretty close to Star-Lord, though, right? Yeah, he kind of is pretty close. I mean, in all honesty, at this point, Chris Pratt pretty much, like, has been playing Chris Pratt for the past couple movies (laughs) he's been in, so... Yeah, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Booster Gold, uh, fucking Blue Beetle 2 movie. Do you think we're gonna get uh, Cholo back as uh, Blue Beetle? I liked uh, that movie. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I liked it all right. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be cool to see a Ted Cord in that universe. I want to know what he's like. Because I think that movie ends with them saying Ted Cord's alive. Yeah, some comedian is supposed to play wrong. And Ted Cord is like, yeah. And like Ted Cord's like Booster Gold's best friend. <laughs> so. Did you? Who would you cast as uh, Ted Cord? Ted Cord, Ted Cord. They chose Ted Cord kind of unofficially. Uh, let oh, me did see. they? Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Uh, there's an actor. You've all you know who I'm talking about. Once I bring him up, let me see. Where is it? Seth, go ahead. Uh, while I look this up. Uh, go ahead. What with uh, <laughs> which is a uh, casting? Yeah, who would you cast? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty bad with like casting on the spot. Let me see. Kristen Stewart. How about <laughs> <laughs> again? Stewart. Nah. Everything's Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's been my fan cast for everything. It's like you know who would be a good Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> like what? I'm trying to see Kristen ah. Stewart as Bane. <laughs> Kristen Stewart as Doctor Doom. He'd have to be like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like John Krasinski like twenty years ago would have been a good. Ted oh Cord, but... <laughs> yeah, actually. Not anymore. Well, maybe now, because I think he's supposed to be older. Would you guys think? Yeah. Would you guys think of um him as Reed Richards? Yeah, whatever. I think he was really good. Like I never really cared about that fan casting, but I enjoyed him. I'm like, oh, okay, that's him. I enjoyed yeah, I it because. Like was... No, go ahead, Angel. I feel like he had a lot of potential, and they kind of flopped with it. I thought he embodied Reed very well. Yeah. Because like the movie he was in was not the best. No, it was it wasn't the greatest. But I will say that yeah. whoever wrote him specifically did a very good job. Because yeah. Reed's an arrogant dumbass. Like he's super smart, mm-hmm. but he's a fucking douche. Yeah. And yeah. I think he just a little just, bit that we he got. He thinks he's way smarter. Yeah. No. Like he. Yeah. He is smart as shit. But he knows he's smart, and that's what. And like that's why he's a dick. Yeah. And I think they kind of got that. It's subtle, but it's there. Uh huh. Speaking so, of, uh, was it, there's a new casting for the Fantastic Four. I think Pedro's gonna kill it. I think he's gonna kill it. You think so? Yes. 
I'm kind of iffy. Very interesting casting. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I am super excited because I, you know, it's. I feel like Pedro Pascal can cook in whatever he's in, and if the script's good enough, the man has the acting chops. He'll be able to pull off the super smart but kind of a dick. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm. I'm, I like Vanessa Kirby. Oh yeah. I know she's gonna be great. I think the thing is kind of perfect. Ebon's pretty perfect casting as a thing. You mean cousin? Yeah. 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 That's what I've been hearing. Uh, he's a... I didn't watch Stranger Things, so I don't really? know about the Flame On guy. But every clip I've seen, I'm like, that seems like a Johnny Storm, right? Yeah, people were <laughs> hating on on that though on Twitter, and I'm like, are you guys stupid? Like, oh, I saw all that, dude. So much hate. I yeah, like, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be good. Oh, it's because he's not Chris Evans. That's basically what it is. Yeah, people were saying he doesn't look the part, but I'm like, no, he looks the part. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, they're just saying like, oh, life. he doesn't look like Human Torch. And it's like, bro, he he's a dude. He's a young guy, you know. Like, yeah, I, my memory of Human Torch is like reading the '60s Spider-Man comics, where both mm-hmm. of them were best friends sticking around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that seems right, right? Like he's about yeah. high school age in this or whatever maybe he's like 58 i don't know how old this actor is <laughs> but i don't know that seems right um i will say that i feel like that a lot of the not a lot of it but a good fair bit of the hate for pedro pascal being cast was kind of kind of had a racial undertone oh for sure you know what yeah, i'm saying that was the first thing i thought when i saw the hate is like people are like yeah you see that a non-white actor and they're like oh that doesn't look like the character or whatever Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have to have that expectation built in, <laughs> like anytime yeah. casting comes out. Yeah, it's uh, it's like Pedro Pascal is brown, so you're gonna get this amount of haters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, that's I still think he's gonna kill. It. You know, it's funny because someone was saying that it's a diversity casting, and I'm like, well, I mean, Disney basically confirmed that they do that, you know. Um, but it's mm-hmm. not like it's a bad thing. But someone brought up, um, oh Benny from the comic storian, and I totally agree with him. That he was probably picked, not primarily, but a big reason why probably is because he's already under the Star Wars uh, license. He probably oh, he already has a Disney yeah. contract, so it was probably super easy to get him into Marvel. That's you know what so I'm saying? True. I didn't even think about that. So that's probably yeah, a big big factor. Yeah. Plus, like like I said, like I think we all know that the man can cook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's also probably a factor too. Yeah. His acting chops. He's also just a His really big, big actor right now. Right now. Yeah, he's super in demand. Mm-hmm. After yeah, like, it's kind of like safe in that way, yeah, but no, that works. And he might. I'm not trying to say I know everything, but like in regards to this kind of stuff, but I think he might. He might be kind of cheap for them. Does that make sense? Because he's already been working with them, so I'm sure it's easy to negotiate with him. What the, like what oh. his contract's gonna be? Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if Vanessa Kirby is the only one with like high numbers in like her contract you think so like i feel like she gets paid the most and then pedro and then the other two like way below oh definitely cousin like, and that's, uh and what's his that's face? What i'm yeah. thinking yeah it's yeah like, they're not gonna get nearly as much but i think after this they're gonna get some pretty good uh pay bumps you know what i'm saying yeah because like vanessa kirby's like in films she's mm-hmm. like in movies that have won oscars and like yes. pedro comes from tv he's more of the pop culture guy so that yeah so that hits that that's probably a discount for them yes. <laughs> they're like well he's from uh tv he's like working on our star wars shit uh we can probably get him for a bit cheaper and then like the other two are like i don't know i'm on fx yes actually <laughs> netflix that's and fx <laughs> yeah uh, i think it's gonna be a period piece it sounds like yeah. it's gonna like the newspaper in the picture, like the really awesome like, piece of artwork that they put yeah. out. Like, the newspaper in there said like 1963. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like basically confirmed that it takes place in the 60s. And it's probably they're probably gonna do and it's a, the division guy. A time travel. You think so? I I think so. Either that or alternate dimensions, like one of those two. Oh, I could see. Something happening in space. Something's happening. Probably gonna happen in space. They gotta go out to oh, fight it, sure. and then that's what causes them to either dimension hop or to time travel. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see them in the main universe until Secret Wars, and then they all get consolidated. I can see that happening too. 
Yeah, because like then you'll get the X Men in there, probably recasted. Like after that, or maybe they'll pick and choose. They'll be like, well, uh, I like this actor. I like Kelsey Grammer Beast, but I don't know. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, Angel, what do you think? We're at an hour. Uh, I think we're good to call it. Yeah. Seth, how you feeling? Feeling pretty good. I can do whatever you guys want. All right, Seth, you want to do Seth. <laughs> you want to do the outro? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, All right, no, guys. Thank I you was... for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode three of Forbidden Radio. Uh, it was great having you on, Seth. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, no check problem. out Echoes of the Old Universe, February 26th. Sorry, I just cut you off. And, no, uh, I said no problem. Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. <laughs> I just keep <laughs> you off. Off. <laughs> God, My uh, timing is horrible. I apologize. But yeah, I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening. February 26th, 2024. Right, I, love I love you more, Seth. I'll never oh. stop loving you. Oh, 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 me? <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Thank you guys for coming. Peace out. <laughs>